Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Hey, everybody. Before we start the show, I want to introduce you to our newest member of the Bay team, Erica Cruz Guevara. What's up? Hey, everyone. So what's it like to be back home? Oh, my gosh. It's overwhelming. It's also very exciting. Um, I'm going to go hang out with my family because my aunt is back from the Philippines. So I'm going to go see her you and are my cousins. Cool, because you are Bay Area native. Exactly. Awesome. Well, we're so happy to have you with us. And where can people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at NotoriousECG. And if you're going to the live show, you can also see her in person on April 26th in San Francisco. Hope to see you there. The Bay's got a lot of artists, creatives, and thinkers who've got a message for society. They're often activists or organizers resisting oppression and using their art as a means of survival. And Pendarvis Harshaw knows a lot of these people. What I hope to show the Bay Area is that we're more connected than apart. I feel like the Bay Area is very siloed. Uh, America is very siloed. Penn is the host of KQED's newest weekly radio show called Right Nowish, which is all about intimate conversations Penn has with artists around the Bay Area whose work speaks to larger problems that we have in everyday life. Today, we're going to introduce you to Right Nowish with Penn Darvis Harshaw. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. I remember seeing you on Twitter for the first time when I moved back to the Bay Area back in 2015, and I could just tell by the way you were talking to people that you were a voice to be heard and that people respected you. And so I'm curious, how did Pendarvis become Penn? Wow. Heck of a question. First of all, you remember 2015? <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it was good. <laughs> it was good. I was back ago. in the Bay Area. I don't know. My earliest roots are, are writing um, in the Oratorical Fest through Oakland Public Schools, via an elementary school. That's where I, like, I first started expressing myself in the written form. And then I was always the kid at the at lunch. I could sit down at any table um, and talk to people. And that just grew beyond the playground. And eventually I would go to any neighborhood and feel comfortable. And once I started combining my written um, ability with my ability to connect with people, that's where the journalism came to play. Can you tell me where you're from and how long you've been living in the Bay Area? Sure. Uh, I was originally born in Columbus, Ohio, but I've lived in Oakland, California since I was three. So I don't know anything about the Midwest. Um, <laughs> Oakland kid through and through. I spent my college years in Washington, D.C. at Howard University. And I've taught in Oakland public schools. I've been a journalist, graduated from UC Berkeley's Graduate School of Journalism. And now I've been at KQED for oh, going on uh, two years now in some shape or form. And you're raising your kid in Oakland, too, right? Oh, yeah. My yeah. daughter, baby Z. 
Yeah. So I was so happy to hear that you have this radio show right now, Ash on KQED, because I knew you were out in the community talking to people, having these conversations. We're on 15th and Mission, where the palm trees are blowing in the wind. You have newly constructed homes right across the street from us. And now I feel like I get a peek into these really intimate conversations. How did you come up with the idea for Right Now-ish? Yeah, Right Now-ish. I wish I, I could go back to the first photo I took. Like, I think it was around 2015. Really? Actually, I posted one on Twitter where I literally just happened upon something happening. And I didn't want to say it's happening right now. Really because if you post a photo where you are right then and there, people know your location. So I'm like, I'll post it in about 45 minutes as I, after I leave. This is going on right now-ish, kind of, sort of. And yeah, and it's just become a thing. It's not even a hashtag, but if you like throw it in your search tab on Twitter, you can see photos going back. And it's fun to look at. Yeah. So the show grew from that. It's a cousin of that concept. It's just been fun to go out, meet somebody in the Bay Area, ask them what their art is, and ask them what how it relates to the larger narrative going on right now in the Bay Area and the world. How y'all doing today, man? We're cool. We're cool. We're uh, in the throes of already recording, as you can see. Oh, my God. Let me get my um, recording voice on. Hello. Right now, it features conversations with creative people who can actually teach us something about living in the Bay Area and just being in the Bay Area. I would like to call my music Black American music. There's a guy named Nicholas Payton who actually coined that term. He calls it BAM. Because, you know, we're not the ones who necessarily named our music. Like labels and the execs and all the people who make money named it. How do you and, choose you know, who to feature and who to talk to? Yeah, so the Bay Area being an arts hub, it's full of all these like microcosm, you know, tales of people learning to use art as a means of survival, as a means to fight oppression, you name it. I try to get um, the Noah's Ark approach, <laughs> two of each type, you know, <laughs> really just a little bit of everybody from yeah. around the Bay. Um, and it definitely starts with my community and the people that I know. This is the bass, yeah. upright bass, acoustic bass, double bass. First love, before piano, before any other instrument. Yeah. Yeah, this is just special, you know, because it's like I can hide behind it a little bit. It's like I can show what I can do, but I'm simultaneously hiding. Well, I love that you're also like meeting people where they're at, like going to uh, events, going to shows, uh, going to moments in Bay Area history, like protests that are happening right now. And you had this one episode that featured the artist Astu, who performed at Nia Wilson's memorial, who is the young woman who was killed on a BART platform. And I held back tears while I was holding my daughter. It was a lot. You go to a lot of these important moments that are shaping our worldview right now. Why is that important for you to show up? It's important to show up because you don't necessarily always have a, a microphone amplifying somebody's story at these uh, microcosms. People amplify their stories on social media, but I figure if why not if we have this platform of uh, terrestrial radio, why not bring it there as well? And that's what public media is made for, to tell the story of the public. They ask this question here, who's your audience? I'm like, black women, you know? I make music for myself, therefore I make music for black women. But over the year, like, as I've realized, looking out into the crowd, the demographic is all over the place. I, I can't really pinpoint it anymore, you know? And I actually don't want to. I realized my audience are people who want to face themselves. That could end up being everybody.
And you are talking to all sorts of people too, which I love, like creative people, people with different perspectives, people who are like learning about themselves while they're demonstrating their art to the rest of the world too, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. Um, and I really get the sense that when you talk to people, you're breaking down not only why people are doing what they're doing, but also analyzing who they are. Can you talk about who Dante Clark is and what you well, talked about in that, in that episode? I think a lot of people know me when I perform. They know I'm going to come very aggressive. Yeah, Dante Clark's episode is fascinating in the fact that uh, he's a poet and an, a thespian as well as an educator. He's kind of this continuum of African-Americans coming up from the South and heading to the West Coast in order to find uh, liberation, if you will. And people were still in oppressed situations, especially in his hometown of Richmond, California. And he writes about that not only in a historical lens, but also the things that he grew up experiencing and currently face. Because brotherhood build beautiful bonds, bypassing bullies, brute billy bats, beating blacks back, bone breaking. In talking to him, you get a, a, a wind of the past, not only because he has this historical knowledge, but because he sounds like the past as well. He sounds like somebody grandpa. <laughs> and the fact that um, he's, he's in it right now. He's knee deep in, in what's going on in Richmond, California. And so it was really interesting to hear him talk about that whole spectrum as well as his own personal growth. Sound effects is like that comes from experiencing why your cousins getting killed and people and people threatening to take your life. But then it went to this deeper level of of language and and that actually like started going into some of his history as well, which I think peels back the layer between what we see and where we come from. Yeah. North Richmond. Why North and not North? From the South, a lot of people had that draw. So instead of saying up North, they would say up North. <laughs> North, North <laughs> Richmond, yeah. So I, I've lived in Central Richmond before, and I'm you know, Bay Area kid, so I know about North Richmond. He gives the etymology to the term and, and talks about how, you know, uh, pronunciation that, that his grandparents had has just evolved into the way that his, he and his friends pronounce it now, which is North instead of North. So it's that, it's that combination of Grandma, Grandpa said "narf," and we just say "narf" because that's how we heard it. <laughs> but that's in itself, right? Speaks yeah. to why I think your story is interesting because you are that continuum. You're part of that continuum of people who came up from the South, you know, seeking liberation. Yeah. And now you're out here in Richmond, and you're saying, "Nah, bro, we still looking for liberation." <laughs> what do you want listeners to take away from the conversations that you're having with people? Have more conversations with people. Yeah. Go talk to people. Go figure out what's going on right now in your world. Just engage. Yeah. And it's so easy to do when there's art on the table. How has that changed to you? Because I imagine having conversations with all different types of people, you kind of go through an evolution or just like a thought process that's changed you. Yeah, I'm not as tunnel visioned. I'm not as like, I don't have the horse blinders anymore. I'm not, this is hip hop and basketball and you know, whatever yeah. is just art. I'm not just into biking anymore. Now I want to go, I saw that the San Francisco ballet is going to be free this summer in the park. Yeah. And so I want to go to events like that and yeah. soak that in as, you know, um, art that I wouldn't necessarily have approached if I didn't necessarily have this lens. So you mentioned the lens and like you might take something like somebody's dance or somebody's performance and then you get to the core root of where that came from for them, what that means to them, and then ultimately what that could mean to the rest of the world too. Yeah. Every individual I talk to, I ask them, what's their mission statement as an artist and how is that expressed through this current work of art? And when you ask somebody that, they're like, whoa, 
you know, hold on there. Let me think about it. Because there's uh, an inkling of like baby them or the little version of them that's inside of them producing this art still. And, you know, and then as soon as you ask that question, they tap back into 10 year old them and they're like, yeah, you know, it all started with a model car or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So. What I hope to show the Bay Area is that we're more connected than apart. I feel like the Bay Area is very siloed. Uh, America is very siloed. And by having these conversations, you reveal commonalities across demographics. And I'm literally trying to build bridges in the Bay, you know? As a radio reporter, the microphone has been my ticket to discover new places, my reason to talk to new people. But what's exciting about Right Now-ish is that Penn has never needed a microphone. He's been comfortable doing that. And now... We all get to join him. Penn Darvis Harshaw writes for KQED Arts and is author of the book OG Told Me. You can follow Penn on Twitter at OG Penn. You can also listen to his show right now-ish on KQED Radio at 7.34 and 9.34 Sunday mornings. Or you can find the show online at kqed.org slash right now-ish. Right Now-ish is produced by Ashley Ann Krigbaum, who is a stellar producer who also helped to make The Bay this week. We also got help from Julie Kane. The Bay is produced by Erica Cruz Guevara and editor Erica Aguilar. KQED's leadership team includes Vinnie Tong, the aforementioned Julie Kane, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. And just a quick note, The Bay is going to be off on Monday. We'll be back on Wednesday. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. Talk to you next week. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.